Are you ready? That's what I want to know. I want to know if you are ready to subscribe to The Typewriter by Michael L. Haley on Apple Podcasts for a low, low price of 99 cents a month. This is the third podcast recording advertising the book The Typewriter by Michael Haley. I'm going to be playing some excerpts from the podcast recording author's reading of The Typewriter. The purpose is to give listeners out there a sampling of what they might find by listening to this story. Entire concept of an author's podcast reading of a novel is similar to an old-time radio show. The difference between an old-time radio show and modern version of this type of concept is that you do not have to be there when the show is running because it is pre-recorded and in a podcast you can listen to it to any of the episodes at your own time and leisure. The beauty of being able to listen to something like this podcast reading is that you can do more than one thing at a time. In American modern society we are often multitasking. Listening to music gets kind of old and boring, especially if it is the same thing over and over. And there are a great many people out there who like to read books. So the real beauty of an author's podcast reading is that you do not have to read the book for yourself. The author, Michael Haley, that's me, will read it to you. Now you can go to the bookstore and find a mystery novel like this one, probably about twelve ninety five to twenty five ninety five, depending upon who the author is or the number of pages. But that really is a waste of paper, and we're trying to stop from cutting down trees. We need all the trees that we can keep from chopping down by printing out books. The other option to have a book to read is to download it as a digital version and and still read it for yourself. Why not listen to someone read it to you while you're doing something else, such as working out, driving to school, riding the bus, or maybe just cooking dinner in the evening. Bring it up on your cell phone, put on your earbuds, and just enjoy. All of this is about leveraging modern communication technology for the purpose of entertainment for all of you out there who are a future-ready audience. There's always going to be someone who just prefers to start some trouble for no good reason, and illegal immigrants are rarely ever welcomed. Squatting or camping out on someone else's property is a recipe for a quick trip to the local jail in this neighborhood. That first clip there is from early in the book. Like any other story, the first thing you really want to get the audience to know about is the setting. The story, in this case, takes place in Texas. And we do not like illegal immigrants in this state. Not at all. Seriously? How do you know that? She already has an idea of how he knows, but really wants to hear the story just the same. Giving her man a victory over something he can control in his little world is prelude to having more control over him when he is in her little world and wants a victory of her own. The two main characters in this story are Jason and Sarah. They are husband and wife. A really good story has well-developed characters and presents a lot of what they feel, think, know, or their attitudes. And, and that happens a lot in the typewriter. It's really focused on character and the details. Unlike a lot of other novels which use almost entirely dialogue for everything, the typewriter in Michael Haley's style is writing about as many details as possible while allowing you to know the inner workings of the character's mind, how they feel, and what they think about each other, and less boring dialogue. Jojo, Jason calls out as he slips on his running shoes. Having slept in a pair of running shorts and t-shirt, he only needs to slip on his shoes and fit the dog with the harness and leash to get out the door. Jojo trots around the corner into the hallway at the front door, letting out a bark and begins to jump up and down in excitement. 
An early morning run just before dawn means bunnies everywhere. It is one thing Jason does not think about as he snaps the harness on the dog. A situation like this is going to reverse the roles entirely. Instead of the man walking the dog, the dog will be running the man full speed ahead. How many novels have you ever read where a pet in the story is actually a character? Well, in the typewriter, Jojo, Sarah and Jason's dog, is like a character in a story. There is characterization given to this animal. Very unusual. I think you will enjoy it. Sometimes it's funny. It's just cool. Thorough, polite, and caring law enforcement are what make Texans so adamantly opposed to the anarchical cries of injustice by radical left-wing anarchists and hateful white Democrats who constantly try not to pretend to be racist. The Democrats are all faggot Nazis, and there is not a single politician capable of proving otherwise, because every last one of those pasty, white-haired, octogenarian, and septuagenarian liars are not ever going to admit it. They are hiding their jack boots and swastikas in their closets, next to their strap-on dildos, leather masks, and fake handcuffs. The Democrats' support of sexually immoral alphabetism in America is a real disappointment to all the moral majority in the country. Whoa, I bet that kicked somebody in the teeth. I told you in the second advertisement episode for the typewriter that I was going to slap you in the face, stomp on you, but that's real life. What was said in this novel and what is said throughout this novel is how people really think and feel, and particularly how I think and feel. I don't hold back on social commentary, and sexual immorality is unacceptable in my book. The fact of it all is that the best stories are those that are truly realistic, and I'm telling you what, it is truly realistic that there are a great many Texans who can't stand Joe Biden and his idiocy. I don't hold back on saying that throughout the book also. So all you faggot Nazis out there, stay out of Texas. Because we don't want you here. Jason does not really learn much more than he already knows about the history of Smith Corona, except to eliminate a theory he once thought might be possible. The real question he has continues to be whether or not the typewriter will continue to write on its own, and whether or not it will reveal any additional information that can be useful in unraveling this mystery. Well, this truly is a mystery story, so... A mystery story wouldn't be a mystery without a mystery, right? But Jason does do a lot of research, and a lot of the research presented throughout this book is based on reality. A lot of the information and details presented are true. Of course, the fantasy is obvious, but it's still a mystery, although the mystery is not really even possible. Listeners might also find it entertaining to think that there might be another book possibility out there using a cash register that has some uncanny ability to produce an amount of cash that rings up on the display randomly. Wouldn't that be a cool story? The Democrat Party originated in the southern states that became the Confederacy during the Civil War. Why black people continue to become members of that party and vote for those races is not even conscionable. In fact, it is a complete contradiction. How is it that a pasty, white-skinned, and white-haired octogenarian can stand in front of crowds of people and proclaim that white people are racist while being the very person he is accusing more than half the population of the country of being? If there was anyone who continues to doubt that Democrats stole the 2020 election, just look at who became the president. It should be very obvious that there was a crime committed to enable one of the most racist and criminal families in America to also become the most powerful crime syndicate in the world, fully supported and protected by the United States Justice Department. The United States Justice Department. Now, there's a crock of shit, especially since the media is calling it the Joe Biden Department of Justice. I told you I was not going to hold back on social commentary, but there's still a mystery. 
going on here that you're going to have to listen very carefully to all the details in order to be able to figure it out. The worst of the news is all about how Hunter Biden will get a presidential pardon regardless of what crimes he is convicted of committing. It is a completely corrupt government when the president's son is a criminal and the president continues to proclaim his own innocence in what had become a family enterprise of selling access to political power. Bribery and extortion have been the components of the Biden family game plan for many years, and Joe taught his son well. In fact, Joe Biden actually bragged about how he extorted the Ukrainians to fire a prosecutor who was going after Hunter Biden's boss in Burisma. Okay, okay, I think you get the idea that I'm not holding back on social commentary, and I promise that it's not all about politics. I do a lot about religion, too, but you're going to love it. And it is reality. Stories that don't talk about modern politics and religion are just bullcrap. And it's a complete waste of time to read something if it doesn't even tell you the truth of it all. Everything that I write is all about letting you know the truth. I don't sugarcoat it. There's no need to. While it may be a fantasy land story, there's no fantasy in the reality that I'm giving you in this case. Get up, DeVille. Get over there. He turns again after loading a new clip in his rifle and continues firing. A mass of machine gun fire peppers the ground in front of Aaron. A ricochet hits DeVille in the face. He rolls over, holding his hand over his face and screams as blood oozes between his fingers. I'm hit. I'm hit, DeVille shouts. Cover me, shouts Miller. As the team fires down the lane, Staff Sergeant Miller runs toward Aaron bravely, exposing himself to machine gun fire and grabs DeVille, dragging him to cover. He makes it to the other side next to Gordon. You're okay, DeVille. It's just a scratch. Miller pulls Aaron's hand away from his face and places a bandage over the gash below his eye. That's going to leave a scar, Gordon says when he sees the gash on Aaron's cheek. He looks back down the street again to determine the best location to move next, and he resumes firing at the enemy gun position. The fire team leapfrogged forward one side of the street at a time until they were close enough to throw grenades at the gun position. They took out many German gun placements as the American forces moved through Metz and continued their assault into Germany. They must have been made of iron. Those iron men of Metz. Well, that excerpt might have told too much. I really don't want to give this story away, but uh, it might not be all that much given away. I really wanted to show the goriest part of the whole story in in at least one excerpt. There really is not a lot of bloodiness going on in the story, and that's probably the worst part of it all. It is really in the story for those of you out there who just can't stand to read or listen or watch anything on television that doesn't have some blood in it. There's your blood, and it's based on a true story, too. Sarah returns to her meal and is happy that Jason seems more interested in finishing his dinner than talking about anything that happened in New York. She might never really know what he experienced, but she does know that it is not the sort of thing people like to talk about as if it were the weather or a sporting event. Well, that is the last excerpt from the author's podcast reading of The Typewriter by Michael Haley. It's actually at the end of the book, well, almost the end of the book, In any case, there's still a little bit more after that part of it, but it's obvious that the story does not take place only in Texas. There is a brief time where it takes place somewhere else. So once again, The Typewriter by Michael Haley is available on Apple Podcasts for a low subscription rate of 99 cents a month. There are 24 chapters, and there is so much more going on in this book than has been revealed in these few excerpts. The story is guaranteed to make you laugh, make you mad, or just make you feel sad. I don't know. It's all about reality and the truth and some really true things that happen. I like to write stories that are based on truth and real life events. That's all of what's in this book. Although there is a kind of fantasy thing going on 
for the most part with the typewriter. It's still a mystery and maybe you can figure it out, maybe you can't. But the challenge of reading any mystery story is how soon can you figure it out? I'm thinking it might take a lot of people out there almost to the end of the book to figure it out. But there are multiple mysteries, not just one. What good is a book that only gives you one mystery? I try to write a book that has multiple mysteries. Can you figure them all out? Well, there's your challenge. The typewriter, Michael Haley, Apple Podcasts, 99 cents a month, 24 chapters. Thank you.